So good. So some of you can, when you go home tomorrow morning, you can wake up, go to your spouse or your children, awake or sleeper. And you're saying, spiritually and naturally. No, you'd never do that, would you? Oh, cheers, thanks. So good. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Field of Dreams. Come on. Tuesday evening service. Who's ready for a good time? Now, I, I, I got... Uh, God's going to do so many amazing, amazing things in our midst, I believe, over the next little while. But I believe tonight is going to be an awesome, awesome night. So, a couple of things. Let's start by doing the offering. So, if we, the team could help us with that, that would be wunderbar. Everyone say wunderbar. Now, is there a, am I, did I pronounce that correctly? Oh, good. Okay, I did. I'm doing base level German at the moment. So, there you go. Okay, I can count to 20. I won't do it now. Should we try it now? Should we try it together? No, we won't. Okay, so if you need a credit card slip, just wave your hand in the air and the team will help you. And if you don't, you can give online that way or give by cash, obviously, into the bucket. So good. While they're doing that, should we count to 10? Eins, zwei, drei, vier, fünf, sechs, sieben, acht, neun, zehn. Oh, good. You guys. Elfs. No, okay, let's, we'll just leave it there. Thank you so much for doing, doing, doing the offering. Father, right now we pray for Germany as a nation in the name of Jesus, something on that. And so Father, we thank you for the awakening that's been happening in Europe and we thank you so much for revival in Germany. We thank you for outpouring in Germany. We thank you for souls and harvest in Germany in the name of Jesus, in the whole of Europe. But Father, we thank you specifically for Germany and all around the German nation. Father, we thank you that there would be literally like a hot spot of revival right there, right now, in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Prophetic people have to read into stuff. I, could, I read into everything. How many people are prophetic? You read into a couple of things. I read into like everything. Oh, that must be prophetic. Belinda's like, uh, no. Hold on, the tap's left on. That's prophetic. No. Someone left the toilet seat up. Is that prophetic? And she's like, no. I, so good. Can we have um, any, we got any slides? Any, uh, any announcements? No announcements? Oh, there is. Ask my, un, ask masked. Unmasked men. The men's group is happening fortnightly 7.30, it wasn't last week. I think it's actually next Thursday, so not this Thursday, but next Thursday, so if you are male, please do come along to that. It's gonna be awesome. I, who, how many people are ready for, just, just got to move? And it's so funny that, yeah, come on. Woo! And, and what's so, oh gosh, you guys are hungry. And what's so funny is like, I was, I was before the service, I was laying down um, on a carpet and I was lying prostrate and I felt the Lord say, don't, be a stranger to this place, just lying in my presence. And then I came in, and we've got Shekinah Glory come. The first song is talking about kneeling in your presence. And it's all about literally submitting your body unto the Lord. Isn't that so interesting? And when it says, when the glory of the Lord manifests, it says the priests couldn't stand to minister. The glory was so strong. How amazing is that? And I just feel like, you know, we, there was, that worship, we just entered into such a special place. How many people felt we entered in somewhere? And we really did. And that's something that, and that, as Todd's been talking about, that is a place in his presence. But we don't have to just do that here. We can cultivate that place wherever we go. So, so, so cool. Amen. Okay, awesome. So good. So I'm going to try to get through some, some bits that I'm feeling tonight. But I do want to, we might minister, we might stop, and we might kind of just go around a little bit, kind of around the mountain. How many people were here a couple of weeks ago? I talked about beautiful feet. 
And for those of you watching online as well, and for maybe you guys here, we do have a pod. I get a, a lot of messages or a few messages about uh, people that listen on podcasts. We do have a Field of Dreams podcast where every message is put on the podcast. So just to let you guys know that. Awesome. So we're going to start by... Um, hmm, okay. So there was a... How many of you know there was a storm the other day? So, <laughs> crazy storm. Everyone say crazy storm. Crazy storm. And it, was, it really was. And I was looking out my window and I saw some planes coming in. And I was like... Eh, eh. <laughs> Imagine being on that flight, praise the Lord. Uh, so uh, anyway, um, and there was a storm the other night and I, we lost power in our house and... I had to go on the way home, I had to go to the service station to pick up ice to put in the freezer because the meat that we had in the freezer was going to go off. Now, I went into, so I went and got the, got the, got the stuff. Now, my cellar is quite low. So, the, so it's like the roof of my cellar is about here. So, so, oh no, it's about here. And I'm not overly tall, but to go in, Rachel would be fine. But for me, I have to, I have to go down. I have to go, a slight, Emily would be fine too. Uh, Kayla, you'd be fine. And so, so, but we got the, I've got this situation. I've got this situation where I have to, I have to come. Yes, Tanika, you do. And, 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 and I, had to, I, have to, I have to bend down and come under this, this thing. And I came down under it. And how many people have ever gone under something and you come up too quickly? I didn't judge it properly, Maddie. So I'm like here, coming down, and then bang! And it was so flipping sore. Anyway, you might not be able to see the mark now, but don't worry, my whole household knew about it for, for ages afterwards. <laughs> and so, but what happened was that I marked my head, and the Lord reminded me of something. Remember, everything's prophetic. And the Lord reminded me of something that he had spoken to me a little while ago, or maybe an extended time ago about the body of Christ and about how he was bringing prophetic people forth in this season, in this time, with hard heads. With hard heads. No, so can we put up, we're going to read this together. Let's look at Ezekiel chapter 3. Let's go from verse 1. And I, my head was soft, but, but this is not. Okay, so let's read this together. It's really good for us to get into the Word together. How many people want to get into the Word tonight? So we'll really just engage this together. Then he said to me, Son of man, eat what you find, eat this scroll and go speak to the house of Israel. So I opened my mouth and he fed me this scroll. He said to me, son of man, feed your stomach and fill your body with this scroll which I'm giving you. Then I ate it and it was as sweet as honey in my mouth. So he said to me, then he said to me, son of man, go to the house of Israel and speak my, with my words to them. Okay, you go. Okay, for you, to a people of intelligible speech or difficult language, but to the house of Israel, nor to many peoples of intelligible speech or difficult language whose words you cannot understand, but I have sent you to them who should listen, who should listen to you. Now, this is, this is the bit. This is cool. Yet the house of Israel will not be willing to listen to you since they are not willing to listen to me. Surely the whole house of Israel is stubborn and obstinate. Behold, I have made your face as hard as their faces and your forehead as hard as their foreheads. Like emery, 
harder than flint. I have made your forehead. Do not be afraid of them or dismayed before them, for they are a rebellion. So just pause it there and we'll do the last two in a second. So, so the, word, the, the word for emery is, the, is, is actually a precious stone and it's the word corundum, corundum. Who knows what corundum is? Actually, we've got a few jewelers here. And, oh, and, and corundum apparently is the second hardest mineral in the world. The second hardest mineral in the world. It's a combination of sapphire, ruby. It's the, it's, it's the second hardest. The first hardest is, or well, there are a number of carbons that are kind of out of this world. But, but what's the first one? Diamond, isn't that, that's so interesting. So he says, I will make your, now just remember that cardamom, is that how you pronounce it, cardamom? Cardamom, yes? Yeah, cardamom's the spice, let's go back to the, let's go back to the, let's go back to the real word. Okay, corundum, okay, corundum. People started to get, they thought I was about to give you a curry recipe. Not, not today. Not today. Not Scott Morrison. Okay, but, okay, so how we go? So, so, corundum. And he says, I will make your head like corundum. And what's so interesting about that is in that day and in this day, people know that corundum is one of the hardest minerals or the hardest things on earth. So this is really interesting. So you need to have a head. Do not be afraid of them or be dismayed before them for their rebellious, rebellious house. Like emery or like corundum, harder than flint, I have made your forehead. Why? Because there's gonna be knocking some heads. There's gonna be some bashing of heads. But his head is gonna be harder than theirs. But what's interesting is, is this. Okay, so do not be afraid. Let's read this next bit. Do not be afraid of them or be dismayed before them Though they be a, a rebellious house, keep going, verse 10, please, thank you. Moreover, he said to me, son of man, take into your heart all of my words, which I will speak to you, and listen closely. Verse 11, go to the exiles, to the sons of your people, and speak to them, and tell them whether they listen or not, thus says the Lord. Now, they don't listen, but he said, he's sending them into a place where, where it's not gonna be easy. Everyone say it's not gonna be easy. And so he has, to prepare, he has to prepare Ezekiel to go and speak his word. He says, eat the scroll, it's sweet. But then he says, okay, you've eaten the scroll, here's my word, but now I'm gonna tell you the logistics or the mode of operation that you're gonna need internally. This isn't an external thing. I know I gave you the, the prophetic sign, obviously, of me hitting my head. Um, but, but that's not what this is about. He doesn't need to have an external hard head. He needs to be internally built up in order to face or in order to stand successfully and administrate the thing that God is asking him to administrate. This is very, very important. So it's an internal structure or an internal reality that he needs to administrate. So, so let's um, go to Isaiah 41 verse 10, if that's cool. Well, it is cool. And let's, gosh, it's bright. Okay, let's go this way. Do not fear, for I am with you. Let's read it together. Do not look anxiously. Look about you, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Surely I will help you. Surely I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Now keep going. Oh, you didn't have any more? Sorry, that was my fault. That's a 13, please. 213. Is everyone all right? Now, this is very cool. 
So you can just overlook at that again. So do not fear, for I am with you. Who is he speaking to? He's speaking to Israel, speaking to us. I will strengthen you. Surely I will help you. How many people want God's help when you're moving into the things that God is talking to you about? How many of you think that's a really good idea? Surely I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. And then verse 11, I can just read it, it's fine. Oh, yeah, oh, you did it. Okay, awesome, thank you. So behold, all those who are angered at you will be shamed and dishonored. Those who contend with you will be as nothing and will perish. That's a good thing. And you will seek those who quarrel with you, but you will not find them. Those who war with you will be as nothing and non-existent. How awesome is that? Well, I think it's good. Okay, now what's really interesting is this. The word strengthen there, the Lord says here, I will strengthen you. Does he say, you must strengthen yourself? What does he say? I will strengthen you. And the word strengthen there is the word amates. Like you've got some mates, amates. Someone say amates in an Aussie accent. Oh, that was good, very good. So, so amates in amates. And the word amates means to be strong, alert, courageous, brave, solid and hard, brave, solid and hard. I will make you strong, alert, courageous, brave. I'm going through all the Hebrew, uh, how it's used in the, in the Old Testament, solid and hard. I will make that for you. So whatever you're facing, I will strengthen you and I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. This is very, very good. How many people are excited about that? Now, how many, now, the other day, how many people were here for the, the message I spoke called Run the Gauntlet? Okay, and I spoke a word called, about Run, Run the Gauntlet. It was an amazing message. And it was all about being able to get from one side of a gauntlet to another. We talked about opposition that comes when you set your face like Flint. God gives you a word. God gives you something to do. And opposition that comes, but you actually literally have to run a gauntlet to get the things finished that you need to finish. And this is really, really important. Now, in the same vein of that, we were talking about 2023, 2024, 2025, just ongoing. I believe that God is saying in this season that he is giving us strength to be able to complete the task that we need to, com- we need to complete. Similar, a little bit similar to the word I spoke before, but things are changing. Everyone say things are changing. Now, the reason things are changing in this next season is because I believe there is a restructuring. Everyone say restructuring. And a redevelopment, say redevelopment of the church, of government, well, you don't need to say this, I'll say, of business, I believe that there is a restructuring and a redevelopment of things happening, and I believe that God is going to give us the word of the Lord, because how many of you know the word of the Lord brings transition? The prophetic voice of the Lord brings transitional shift and change and realignment unto his, wills and per- his will and purpose for a particular thing, a particular amount in a sector or whatever else, that he carries that. But the reality is that if something is built away from God's intended design, when he comes or he gives someone a word and says, I want you to speak specifically into this place, and it hasn't been built according to the way or say this, his purpose or plan, including the church, including the prophetic movement, including society in general, including government, when it hasn't been built that way, how many of you know that when someone brings something in, there could potentially be a little level of opposition against the thing that they're carrying? Why? Because it goes against the grain. It goes against the status quo. And so, 
I met, about three years ago, I released a prophetic word uh, called the Amos Company. Does anyone remember that prophetic word? Okay, cool. Okay, and I talked about the book of Amos, and I talked about God raising an Amos Company. And I believe in this season, God is raising up an Amos Company where the, where the prophet Amos was strong, and he was able to prophesy in a time of prosperity in Israel. He was able to prophesy into this place, even in the midst of incredible opposition to his word, and he was able to see the tables turned as a result of what he was, what he was speaking. But there is something very special about, the, about Amos. So let's put up Amos chapter one. Now, I, now I, I'm not gonna go overly into, into all of this today because I do wanna, do wanna minister. But it says this, let's read this together. It says, thus says the Lord God, oh, okay, let me read it from here so I can see it. Okay, thus says the Lord God, thus the Lord God, sorry, there we go, okay going to learn English. Okay. And behold, no, no, hold on. Let's go from Amos 1.1. Let's do it. Let's do it from there, just so I can frame it up. Okay. Amos was, okay, so really quickly while she's finding Amos 1.1, in, in that time in Israel, you've heard, you might have heard this told before, there were different prophets like Samuel, uh, later like Elijah, like Elijah, and they had things called prophetic guilds. And, and, and prophetic guilds were like companies of prophets. They were schools of prophets. They weren't single prophets. So there wasn't just one prophet on his own, like Elijah said he was, I'm all by myself. It wasn't like that. They had things, and they were called the sons of prophets. The prophet's sons weren't their biological son. They were, they were actually prophetic guilds that were set up at the time, and they were called the sons of prophets. How many people have ever read uh, in 1 Kings, 2 Kings about the sons of prophets? Yeah, okay. So they were, they were known as the prophetic guilds. Okay, so you've got these things. Now, the prophetic guilds, the sons of prophets, they were paid by the king. They were paid by the royal residences in order to prophesy to the king and give him counsel whenever he needed it. And this is really, really important. So Let's read this together now, so let's put it into context. So Amos chapter one, verse one says this. The words of Amos, who was among the sheep herders from Tekoa, just pause right there. Tekoa was a place that had wisdom schools that ran at the time. So, so there was a Tekoa, that's why when Saul was in struggle, he said, go and find me a woman from Tekoa. Because Tekoa was known as a place of studied, known as a place of wisdom and, was that, I just heard something. Did, yeah, me too. Okay, all right. There was a, okay, so it was a place of wisdom and a place where people could appropriate or glean wisdom from particular people. And, and so it was a place called Tekoa. So when Saul, as I said, was in trouble, he said, find me a woman from Tekoa. Obviously, because women carry more wisdom than men. Okay, so it says this. So the words of Amos, who was among the sheep herders from Tekoa, which he envisioned in visions concerning Israel in the days of Uzziah, king of Judah. Okay. So let's go to Amos chapter seven now. So you've just read that Amos uh, was among the sheep herders from Tekoa. So let's go to Amos chapter seven, verse one again. Sorry for jumping backwards and forwards, but you'll get where I'm going. Okay, it says, thus, says the, thus said the Lord. Oh, actually, let's go from verse 10. Okay, sorry. Let's go from verse 10. Okay, then Amaziah, the priest of Bethel, sent words to Jehoabim, Jeho Jeroboam, sorry, the king of Israel, saying, Amos has conspired against you in the midst of the house of Israel. The land is unable, I'm really struggling, 
I'm not struggling with anything tonight, just getting the words out and reading. Okay, and, who, and it's because, can I tell you part of it? It's because the worship had so, had so much, there was so much glory involved in the worship and I come up and I'm like, duh, 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 because I'm, I internally, can I, should we just bring you into what it is to, to preach a word or whatever else or, or bring but ministry? Your internal world, my internal world is going, presence, prophesy, presence, prophesy. And I'm going, okay, I'll get it. And then I'm trying, anyway, it's what it is. Okay, so it's this, this, and I need glasses too, but we'll forget about that. Okay, all right, maybe that's the, maybe that's the first true part. Okay, Israel's saying, Amos has conspired against you in the midst of the house of Israel. The land is unable to endure his words. How crazy is this? His words are so powerful that the priest is saying to the king, Amos' words, the, the whole land can't stand under his word. Don't you just think that's, that's nuts? Why? Because of the word of the Lord. But he has to stand in a place of no compromise. He has to stand in a place of having a hard head because the word he is carrying is major. Why is it major? Because Israel, as I just said, was in a time of prosperity, in a time of incredible prosperity, but the prosperity had led them away from doing the will of the Lord. So when God was prophesying, he was saying, yeah, they were going, oh, look at the blessing of the Lord. And so God was saying, this isn't my blessing and you're coming under judgment because the blessing and the prosperity has taken you away from the very place that I want you to be. Okay, let's keep going. Okay, so... The, uh, <laughs> Happen again. Okay. For thus Amos says, Jeroboam will die by the sword, and Israel will certainly go from its land into exile. Then Amaziah said to Amos, Go, you seer, and flee away. Go, you seer, and flee away to the land of Judah. But he wasn't called to prophesy into Judah, was he? Where was he called to prophesy? Into Israel, two separate kingdoms. So go, flee away and go to the land of Judah. Go over there. And what does it say? Go over there. There eat bread and go and do your prophesying over there. This is a really big deal. Now most people, okay, so then it says, but no longer prophesy at Bethel, for it is the sanctuary of the king and the royal residence. Okay, let's go verse 14. Then Amos replied to Amaziah, I am not a prophet. Now, hold on a second. Imagine if some, some, some prophetic people had the humility of Amos, who really was a prophet. And he's going, I'm not a prophet. He's going, you go and do your prophesying over there, prophet. He's going, I'm not even a prophet. And most people are like, hey, how you doing? My name's Daryl, prophet. <laughs> prophet of the nations. You might, have seen me on, you might have seen me on a number of TV shows. Website address will be up there in a second. <laughs> I've got the giggles up here tonight, I really have. Okay, I know exactly, I, I'm, I know exactly where we're going tonight. Okay, okay. <laughs> I really do. I've just got to try to, remember I said I've got to try to get through the whole thing. Okay, so it says this, then, Am, then Amos said, to him, and then he said that Amos replied to Amaziah, I am not a prophet, nor am I the son of a prophet. He's not part of the prophet's guilds. For I am a herdsman and a grower of sycamore figs. Why did he say that? 
Because he said, go away. He thought he had jurisdiction and authority over him. And he said, I'm not a prophet, not one of your prophets, and I'm not on your payroll. That's literally what he said. That's literally what he did. Now, I'm telling you right now, this is hardcore. It's got the king here. He goes, king's gonna die. <laughs> Please, I'm not gonna look at the staff. I'm gonna look over here. Just because, because oh, oh, hey, how you guys doing? Okay. <laughs> I've never looked at this side of the church in my life. This, I, there's a whole other side of the church. Sorry you've been neglected. We re, I stand on behalf of, we repent right now. <laughs> okay, okay. Then Amos, okay. <laughs> Grower of sycamore figs. Okay. Why, then what does he say? He says this. But the Lord took me from following the flock and the Lord said to me, go prophesy to my people Israel. But just pause there. He's going back to the original mandate from the Lord. He's saying, he says, go away from here, prophesy somewhere else, eat bread in, in Bethel, uh, Bethel, eat bread in Judah, go over there. And he's saying, I'm not one of the prophets. I'm not one of the sons of prophets. I'm not part of the prophetic guild. And then he goes back to the original, the Lord took me from following the flock. So basically being a sheep herder and said to me, go prophesy to my people Israel. He's basically saying, now he was a very, very wealthy businessman. That's, that's, you can read in any commentary, Amos was a very wealthy businessman, but God took him and said, hello, Mr. Trump, what I'm gonna, no, I'm just joking. He took him, very wealthy businessman, and he took him, and in, his, in God's sovereign wisdom, decided that he was going to move him into something really, really special. Okay, so, so go prophesy to my people. Israel, verse 16, says this, now hear the word of the Lord. That is just so, so powerful. I will not prophesy. <laughs> Go prophesy somewhere else. I'm not one of your prophets. I'm not one of the sons of prophets. You don't pay me. I'm not on your payroll. Now hear the word of the Lord. You are saying you shall not prophesy against Israel, nor shall you speak against the house of Isaac. Now go to verse 17. Therefore, let's read that together. Therefore, thus says the Lord, your wife will become a harlot in this city. Your sons and daughters will fall by the sword. Keep going. Israel will certainly go from its land into exile. Okay, there we go. Job done. How amazing that he stood, was taken apart, was taken aside not risen up in the conventional way as the conventional prophets, but risen up outside of the camp to speak the word of the Lord into something to wreck the status quo because Amos was a holy disruptor. And I'm here tonight to tell you that I believe God is raising up in this next season holy disruptors. And, and the word of the Lord is that I will strengthen you. Now this isn't to go out and start going, Okay, I prophesy against all of it. No, come on, we, we use a place of wisdom. But God is raising up companies of people, yes, individuals, but companies of people, churches, places, movements, raising them up to combat the status quo in the different sectors of society in order that the word of the Lord would be released and there would be a just, the justice of the Lord would be administrated and the mercy of God would be administrated and the alignment of heaven would happen in order that the righteous would rule and the people would rejoice. You see, this is what we're moving into now. And I'm so excited to be part of this incredible movement that we are part of here. And I'm so excited 
Have you ever heard Todd say, I'm so excited. He, he, he tries to mimic, anyway. But I'm so excited to be part of that. But let me tell you this, when you move into that, stuff happens. Everyone say stuff happens. And so let's look at Acts chapter 17. I know it's a lot of scripture. Did I give you Acts chapter 17? I'm sure I did. I said Acts chapter 17. Yeah, no, 17, sorry, 17, five and six. I'll just, it's in Thessalonica. We know the story. Probably some of us know the story. Oh, great, awesome. But it says, but the Jews, let's read this together. But the Jews becoming je- jealous and taking them. Uh, so basically, sorry, what, what's happening? Paul, they're preaching. They're, they're going into the synagogues. They're winning souls. They're doing all of this stuff. And it says this, that taking along some of the wicked men from the marketplace formed a mob and set the city in an uproar and attacking the house of Jason, they were seeking to bring them out to the people. Okay, next one. When they did not find them, they began dragging Jason and some of the brethren before the city authorities, shouting, these men have, uh, who have upset the world have come here also. Many years ago, I had a beautiful T-shirt. I really liked a, a, a brand called Paul Smith. And I bought a T-shirt, it was an awesome T-shirt. And it, it literally said, Paul Smith did it, it said revival or riot. And it was so, so good. And then a minister came and I felt compelled to give it to him. Have you ever given something away and really regretted it afterwards? <laughs> who's, who's ever had that experience? I do that all the time. Um, no, I don't, I don't really. But this one particularly. And then I saw him posting in America, he's wearing this t-shirt. And I was like, out of all the t-shirts I shouldn't have given away, I would have worn it tonight. <laughs> But, but what's really interesting is that um, it was so prophetic. And, and in the book of Acts there, it says, come and look at these people that have brought everything into an uproar. But in the King James or the Texas Receptus, it says, come and see the people or come and observe the people or come and snatch them, basically, the people that have turned the world upside down. It literally says, turn the world upside down. But imagine the kingdom is coming down. It's actually turning the world the right way up. You see, no one wants you to turn the government mountain the right way up. No one wants you to turn the different sectors in society into, a, into the right kingdom order. That's why there's so much opposition that can come when we are called into moving further into the things that God is calling us to. But God is saying, fear not, for I will strengthen you. Now, the word that we looked at afterward, uh, earlier in the Hebrew, we looked at the word amates. And the word amates means to strengthen. But it also means, so God says, I will amate you, I will strengthen you. But also he commands Joshua in Joshua chapter one, be bold and very courageous. So let's look at Joshua chapter one. No, no, there's a lot of scripture tonight. But, but how many of you know it's good to get into the word of God? How many of you know it's good to get into the scripture so it can get into you? Okay, awesome. Okay, that was for free. Okay, now, now, it, came, now it came about, let's read this. We're gonna read probably eight verses and then, oh, then, we'll, then we'll pray. I'm going exceedingly quickly tonight. Um, Okay, it says, Now it came about after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, that the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun. Now where was Joshua, the son of Nun, spending his time previously? Like where, where does it say that he hung out? In the presence. So it says that Moses left, but Joshua stayed in the tabernacle. Okay, cool. Okay, so the Lord spoke to Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' servant saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore arise, cross this Jordan and all this people to the land which I'm giving to them, to the sons of Israel. 
Every place on which the sole of your foot treads, I have given to it to you, just as I spoke to Moses. From the wilderness and this Lebanon, even as far as the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites, and as far as the great sea towards the setting of the sun will be your territory. So he's, we said this before, but he marked out the territory. Christians, a lot of the time, they go, okay, where are you going? Hey, I'm going to go and take the territory in blah, blah, blah. I'm going to go up to the high place. I'm going to go and take the witchcraft zone. I'm going to go everywhere on feet do tread. And then they wonder why they get absolutely slammed. Why? Because the Lord didn't say it. Yeah, but it says in the word, everywhere my feet do tread. No, the rhema word of God that they walked out on the word of the Lord, demarcated the territory. So he said these, and he's even marking out the territory. He's saying everywhere your feet do tread, I will give unto you from the wilderness and this Lebanon, even as far as the great river, Euphrates, all the lands of the Hittites, as far as the great sea towards the setting of sun will be. So he's marked out the territory. That is the jurisdiction, that is their metron. That's their metron and that's what God is saying that they're able to take over. Okay, keep going, verse five. No man will be able to stand before you all the days of your life. Just as I've been with Moses, I will be with you and I will not fail or forsake you. Now, keep going. Be strong and a mates. Be strong and a mates. For you shall give this people, be strong, bold and hardened. In the right sense of the word. That is, it's literally what he's saying. He's saying, be bold, strong, and hardened, for you shall give the pe this people possession of the land which I swore to their forefathers to give them. Keep going. Only be strong and very amates. Be careful to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn it from the right or to the left. Let's read this bit together. Or to the left, so that you may be successful wherever you go. Verse eight. The book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do according to all that's written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous and you will have success. How many people wanna have success in this next season? How many people want God to mark them? How many, God want, people to, how many people want God to strengthen them in this next season? See, I believe that what God wants to do is he wants to baptize. Let's do one more scripture, Acts 4.29. I love the word of the Lord. I love the Bible. And now the Lord, now, now these, the, the disciples are going out. They're in a bit of a bad situation. Everyone's against them. They're going, they're preaching and everyone literally are breathing out threats. They wanna kill them. And he says this, and now Lord, take note of their threats and grant that your bond servants may speak your word with all confidence. The word confidence there isn't the word amates, the word confidence because it's in the Greek, but the word confidence there is the same word as boldness. Grant your servants all boldness. And I feel like the Lord, who's this speaking to today? And I feel like the Lord is saying, get ready because I'm gonna grant you boldness. I'm gonna strengthen you and uphold you with, your right, with my righteous right hand in this season in order that you can take the territory I'm calling you to, but in order that you can help shift the status quo that you can speak into places as one risen up outside that is not subject to the trading floors and platforms of the particular sectors in society, but you're risen up with my authority to not just speak my word, but to administrate my kingdom into those places and see the world turned upside down for my glory. And that's what the Lord's saying to us even right now. That's what he's saying to us even right now. 
You see, I said, what do you want me to talk about? He said, I'm making, talk. I said, what do you want me to talk about? He normally gives me one phrase. The word phrase was today, hard heads, hard heads. And I said, sure. And then I put it on Facebook and I scrolled one thing and I saw these hard hats and they had Australia on the hard hats. There was like a brand of hard hats. And I was like, wow, you're right. And I felt the Lord say, I'm raising up an army of hard heads to become holy disruptors. And this is what God is doing. You see, everything's prophetic. How many people can understand that it's not about your natural head, but it's about an internal reality, being able to stand? How many people have had to stand in this last season? You've had to stand against some opposition. Something's been tough. Something's been... The Lord is saying, well done. But he's saying, I will continue to amaze you. I will continue to strengthen you and uphold you with my righteous right hand through everything that you walk through in this season and in the seasons to come. Because I am bringing a shift and God will be glorified. But he might do it through a remnant. He might do it through a greater level of the body, but he will be glorified. And there is a shift coming to the church. There is a shift coming to the prophetic stream in the church. There is a shift coming to the government. There is a shift coming to the business world. There is a shift coming to the education mountain. There is a shift coming to every mountain and sector that's represented. But it's the church that needs to stand up. So I believe that that shift happens first in the church. And it requires a prophetic voice to stand and say, no, that's the wrong way. This is the way that God is doing it. And that's the way that we do it. So, so good. Why don't you stand to your feet? Let's put the pads on. 10 to nine, I did well. I can't stand. Let's all stand. Christina, you too. I really believe that the Lord wants to release the spirit of the ox in here tonight. I believe that the Lord wants to release a spirit in here tonight that strengthens people in the inner man or woman. I believe that He wants to, just like the ox is the spirit of might, there's something about we are strengthened with might. Wow, there it is right there. We are strengthened with might in the inner man. And I feel like the Lord is saying, are you ready to be strengthened with might in the inner man or inner woman? but it's in a man in the Bible because that's what he wants to do. And the Lord is saying tonight that whatever I call you to, wherever I call you to, I will be with you to strengthen you and to uphold you with my mighty right hand. This is what he's saying. And I know there are people in here that are called into government and called into all these different places. And we've been talking about ascending. We've been talking about warfare. and We've been talking about those things. But tonight, the Lord said, talk about the hard heads and the holy disruptors. Because if we choose to say yes now and we say yes to the strengthening, we will be blown away with what God does with us. We will be, we will be blown away with how God gets us to administrate the gift and call in our, on our lives. You've got no idea. You have no idea. One touch from God can set you on a whole nother trajectory. I remember listening to the, to the testimony of Heidi Baker. And she said, she said that she was burnt out, a burnt out missionary. And she had literally just been on the mission field for so, so long. And she went to, um, where did she go? She was at the Toronto. She was in Toronto. 
And I think Randy Clark paid for her many, many years ago. I can't remember who it was. But apparently she was unconscious or out for three days. They carried her out and in and out and in. And after three days, she had had a visitation. The Lord said, go and get my Makua bride. Go and get my Makua bride. She didn't even know where the Makua bride was. Anything to do with it. She had no clue whatsoever. And she found out that it was in Mozambique. And she, when she gave the testimony to us, they'd, they'd, planted, they'd planted, I think that when we first got it, it was 16,000 churches when I first heard that. And I know that they moved into probably hundreds of thousands. But let me tell you this, that was from one encounter. And God said, I'm not done with you yet now. And I believe that that is the ministry that she'll be best known for. You see, there's another woman called Marilyn Hickey and she was 80. No, she wasn't, that's not true. She was 60 something when she got called again. Can someone just wave your hand if that's right? 60, 50, anyone? Yeah, is that right? Okay, cool, someone's like that. But roughly about that time, 50 or 60, and she now 80, 85, she wears, you see her wearing head coverings ministering in crusades in Pakistan over 80. And I'm just saying that she was got, I think she was arrested by the Lord between 50 and 60. You see, it doesn't matter where you are right now. It doesn't matter your past. It doesn't matter what you believe God can do with you. It doesn't matter. That doesn't actually matter. What matters is what is God saying? And can you receive His Word? Because it says, he who has ears to hear, let them hear. And it says, the eyes of the Lord go to and fro on the earth to strengthen those whose hearts are fully His or whose hearts are fully devoted to Him. The eyes of the Lord is the seven spirits of God. And the seven spirits of God want to equip you to walk in maturity as a mature son in the Lord and to administrate the fullness of His will. And that is what God is saying. Can you, can you submit your heart to me in this time in order that I can do whatever it is that I wanna do in your world and set you ablaze and release you to go and do the things that you need to do in order to bring the shift and change in and around society as I need it done. If that speaks to you, just put your hand in the air. Okay. Father, right now in the name of Jesus, I thank you for every hand here. And I just thank you, God, for the raising up of holy, wow, there it is, the raising up of holy disruptors in this place. And I thank you right now, Holy Spirit, that you would breathe right now the fresh fire of heaven over the holy disruptors. And I thank you right now that there would be a strengthening, we talked about the spirit of might, that there would be a strengthening of might in the inner, inner man today, in the name of Jesus, that you would create within us a hard head, that you would create within us a strengthening, a boldness, a confidence, a powerful internal disposition in order to be able to accomplish the things that you call us to as a corporate body, but also as individuals. And so we say yes to the calling of becoming holy disruptors. <laughs> Power of the Lord. <laughs> Woo! There's the, the angels just come in here. They just came in right now to activate this word. And so Father, we thank you right now for the angels that just came to activate this word in the name of Jesus. If you're feeling something, you can just, yeah, just keep receiving it. Father, right now in the name of Jesus, it won't be for everyone, but there is here. Father, we thank you for the holy disruptors. And we thank you right now that they are called to bring a shift and to turn things the right way up in Jesus' name. Jesus, we thank you. There it is right there.
Marion, Marion from? It's just coming on you right now. I just felt the Lord just come on you. Father, we thank you right now for Cambodia. We thank you for Southeast Asia. And we thank you for those called into Southeast Asia. If you feel called into Southeast Asia, whether on live stream or, or in here, just put both your hands in the air. Father, right now, in the, or part of your calls to Southeast Asia. Father, right now in the name of, ah, there it is. Woo! So Father, we thank you, God, for an empowerment right now to bring a shift and justice into Southeast Asia in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. And Father, we thank you right now for the realm of your presence, the spirit of might that would literally empower us internally. Anyone feeling called, who feels called to the government sector, just put your hand in the air. Father, right now in the name of Jesus, we thank you would strengthen people for government. We thank you that it cannot be done outside of your presence. It should never be, oh, this, oh, there's a warning right there. The Lord is saying, government cannot be done outside my presence. Father, we thank you right now. We thank you right now that government is done in your presence in the name of Jesus. People feel called to the education mountain. Just put your hand in the air. Father, right now in the name of Jesus, we thank you that you would strengthen people. You would amate people tonight for the education mountain, the education sphere in the name of Jesus. We thank you for strengthening them in the inner man for that mission, that mandate. Create a boldness right now in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Arts and entertainment, if that's your sector, put your hands up. Father, we thank you right now for the arts and entertainment mountain, Father, right now. And we thank you for strengthening people and literally baptising people in the spirit of might. We thank you, God, that you would strengthen them and uphold them for the taking over of that mountain in the right sense of the word. But taking over doesn't look like, yes, we're going to do something better than you. It's actually coming in and helping assist the transitional shift that God does with the people there too. And so Father, we thank You right now. We thank You for those called into that, that arts and entertainment mountain in the name of Jesus. I know there are seven, but I just feel to do, I feel to do one more, just one more. Father, right now in the name of Jesus, those people feel called into the church. It's a religion mountain. Father, right now in the name of Jesus, for those people feel, who feel called into the church, we thank You right now for the Amos company. We thank You, God, that those are risen up, not out of a place of lack of accountability, but risen up outside the camp to be able to speak with gracious words, adjustments, transition, things that need to shift and change in the different movements connected to your church all over the earth. And especially tonight for those people who feel called to minister into the Catholic denomination. Father, we thank you right now for every Catholic and we thank you, God. We thank you for those people who feel called to in grace and mercy administrate a holy disruption into anything of religion and legalism in Jesus' Name. And that's not just for the Catholic, that's for all over. Father, we thank You that You're raising people up who are free and free indeed to minister that freedom into the structures of a religious church reality worldwide in the Name of Jesus.
giving me a hard head. And just you can just pray this, just everyone, if you want to, just say, "You're giving me a hard head and a hearing heart. Help me administrate in your justice and your mercy." with no compromise. Keep me connected to community. Baptize me in humility and empower me by your Spirit to accomplish the fullness of the work that you predestined for me to walk out in the name of Jesus. And everybody said, Amen. Let's give the Lord another shout. Come on, come on. Jesus! Woo! Ah. Now, just one more thing, really quickly, before, before we land the last bit, let me just say this right now. How many of you know that the holy disruptors have to sound like something? So what I wanna do is I wanna just do a roar because something has to shift and it's your voice. Marissa loves this one. Okay, cool. Okay, so after three, we're just gonna give a roar. The Lion of Judah roars. It's okay to do a roar. Don't strain your throat. The Lion of Judah roars. We're taking territory. So after three, one, two, three. One more time from the Holy Disruptors. One, two, three. In Jesus' Name. Amen, amen, amen. Come on. So good. In your own time, you can grab your communion. You can take your communion. Please do take it before you leave the service tonight. But we're officially finished. Thank you for all those watching on live stream. It was a pleasure to have you with us. Bless you guys. Sleep so well tonight. And don't forget, please do go over this message again. Read through the Scriptures. And don't forget that God is raising up a company of hard heads and holy disruptors. Amen.